time for keys to the football game. Of course, we're in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always, in our outstanding studios. And we are so thankful to First Star Logistics for providing everything they provide for us. And we are so thankful to you for joining us on a weekly basis uh, for everything that we try to do from a programming standpoint, keys to the game being one of them. And this time of year, I know uh, I'm thankful for family and friends when it's the holiday season, enjoyed a great Thanksgiving, Christmas coming up and New Year's is a special time of the year. Hope each and every one of you are in the same boat. It's just spending a bunch of time with family that means so much to you and friends as well. Keys to the game, Bengals-Steelers, part two. The first time the Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers played a 16-10 victory for Pittsburgh. Over 400 yards offense for the first time in forever for the Pittsburgh Steelers, yet they only score 16 points. They are having trouble scoring points. But since that football game, the Bengals won three in a row. Pittsburgh has lost three in a row. Two of those at home, and if you can believe it, against the two-win Arizona Cardinals football team and the two-win New England Patriot football team. Back-to-back losses at home. Mike Tomlin doesn't lose three in a row at home all that often, and he doesn't lose four in a row overall all that often. So which Pittsburgh Steelers team will show up? Will it be the team that everybody is thinking will implode? because Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, all, all that they're doing, or l- lack of what they're doing. Deontay Johnson on the fumble in, here in Cincinnati, he just quit on the play. DJ Turner's covering him. He, doesn't, he just stops and watches. DJ Turner picks it up, uh, picks the fumble up, returns it over 20 yards, gives the Bengals good field position. I was stunned to watch Deontay Johnson do nothing during that play. And then George Pickens, he's not blocking you know, uh, down the football field, he's, they're, they're making business decisions. And in the past, when I've heard teammates on teams that are struggling saying, I gotta, I'm making business decisions, that means <laughs> they're avoiding contact. And you can't do that in football. It's a grown man's game, uh, and it's a violent game. And if you're making business decisions, your football team's in trouble. So which team will show up? That's, that's a rarity for Mike Tomlin. I mean, Mike Tomlin doesn't have these kind of problems where Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and others with that football team are not all in. They're not giving 100% effort. So what will, what will happen? Um, man, will they implode on national television or will it go the other way? Will the rest of the team or the guys that care, the remaining guys that care on the football team, will they have a, a meeting as such and demand effort? out of their teammates? Will team leaders step up? Will the Pittsburgh Steelers show up in a division contest against the Cincinnati Bengals, a huge rival at home on national television? I, as a former player, would approach it that way, that you're going to get the best 
of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're going to get a Pittsburgh Steelers team uh, headed by Mike Tomlin to have their backs against the wall that are seven and seven, but yet still in the playoffs. And you better be ready to have the most physical game that you've had this year. You got to be stout in the trenches, offensive and defensive line. You got to get after it because you know Pittsburgh is going to try to run the ball right down your throat, particularly without DJ Reader available anymore. Best run defenders out. Pittsburgh is going to try to pound it anyway. And you, you know that that's going to happen. So let's get to let's get to keys. In, in the first matchup, the biggest reason the Bengals lost that football game, in my opinion, was third down. It was crazy. Third down is known as the money down. The Bengals were bankrupt. They went two for 10. Um, <laughs> amazingly, all four of their sacks and an interception came on third down. So they had problems converting on third down. On the flip side, Pittsburgh, they were they were phenomenal on, on third down. They went they went eight for seventeen, a little over forty-seven percent. They came into the game converting just over thirty-four percent for the season. They're still converting just over thirty-four percent. One out of every three, basically. The Bengals couldn't get anything done on third down. Pittsburgh did things like on third and thirteen, twenty-nine yard completion to Fryermuth who, by the way, on the first play of the game, had a 24-yard seam route, big play. I mean, th- this this guy just uh, took took the Bengals apart. Friar Muth in the, in the first game had uh, was targeted 11 times, nine catches, 120 yards. Man, I mean, <laughs> on the season, uh, he's only got 27 catches for 243. So he had a day against the Bengals, and he hasn't come close to duplicating it. Bengals are going to have to cover that tight end. They've had trouble with it all year long. They, they've given up the most catches and the most receiving yards uh, by a tight end of any football team defensively in the National Football League. So Johnson on third and three, 39-yard completion to Johnson. Um, third and eight, a 43-yard completion to Pickens. Unbelievable. So huge plays. I mean, the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, over 100 yards on those three plays on third down, 100 receiving yards, 100 passing yards, 100 of the 400 yards, total yards they had in the game were on three third down conversions, and two of them were third and long, third and eight and third and 13. So you're going to have to be more detail-oriented um, in, in terms of, of what your eye discipline, uh, discipline in your pass rush lanes, discipline all over the football field on third down. And, um, you know, you're going to, I, I hope the Bengals don't try to do too much. I hope they pare the game plan down and fine tune and hone in on things that make them who they are. Make the Pittsburgh Steelers adjust to them. Don't try to adjust everything the Pittsburgh Steelers doing. Be the puncher. Don't be the counter puncher, particularly with Mason Rudolph at the quarterback position. Make it tough on him. So third down obviously was a, was a big issue. Uh, the Bengals are going to have to play it much better on third down. There's no question about it. I mentioned the Pittsburgh Steelers had over 400 yards offense for the first time in forever and haven't had it since. 421 yards on 68 snaps. The Bengals had 222 yards on 41 snaps. <laughs> that's that's a, a, a Bengals had 41 snaps in that football game. They had, there was a differential of 15 and a half minutes time of possession. The Bengals gave a quarter to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They just gave it away. 
37 minutes, over 37 minutes for Pittsburgh, over 22 minutes for the Bengals. I mean, you can't do that. That's for sure. Time of possession is third down related, obviously. Another big thing in this football game was what I call the second play. All right. So the, the, you run a play, defense takes it away. Quarterback extends and creates and starts a second play. And the second play is where the quarterback is going to have to be successful a high percentage of the time. That's where league-wide, a high percentage of explosive plays come on the second play, the extension and creation of the play. Let's just look at last week's game. Um, Jake Browning, who I think is very, very good at extending and creating. He's got some movement skills. He's athletic. He can throw on the run. Um, the touchdown pass to T. Higgins, he was out of pocket, extending and creating a play and put the ball up to T. Higgins and allowed him to make a play. And T. Higgins makes that thing with the, with the big windmill uh, swipe of the ball over the pylon. I mean, that was an unbelievable play. That was an extension and creation. That was the second play. The design play, the first play was taken away by pressure. And then T had to make adjustments to his routes and everything that goes along with it. The 44-yard reception that set up the game-winning touchdown when Tyler Boyd had that 44-yard catch. That was on a second play. The initial play is taken away, pressure, out of pocket, Jake Browning, and he finds Tyler Boyd. I mean, those are just two examples in the last game alone. So who's going to be most successful on that second play? Will it be Jake Browning or will it be Mason Rudolph? I think that's going to be a a huge factor in the football game as well. A fast start, um, score first. I I think that's going to be monumental. Pittsburgh has struggled in that area. They've been outscored in the first quarter 70 to 40 by 30 points. Outscored in the second quarter 103 to 61. Outscored by 42 points. I mean, you're outscored by 72 points in the first half. Bengals have to continue to make Pittsburgh struggle in that regard. Get off to a fast start, build on it, uh, make the Pittsburgh Steelers have to think about being one dimensional. Maybe they can't stay with that running game because you have more than a two score lead. And uh, now, uh, Mason Rudolph's throwing the ball because he has to, not because he wants to. If they can continue to be balanced and run the football, he's throwing it because he wants to, not because he has to. And then that takes us to the running game. In the first game, it was no contest. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they, they rushed the ball down the Bengals' collective throats. There's no question. Steelers rushed for 153 yards on 33 carries, 4.6 per. Uh the Bengals rushed for 25 yards on 11 carries. Are you kidding? 2.3 per. I mean, it was like at the running back position, the Steelers running backs outrushed the Bengals by 20 carries and they outrushed them by 132 scrimmage yards. Joe Mixon had 16 yards and eight rushes. Harris rushed for 99 yards. Warren rushed for 49. I mean, you, you got 148 yards combined out of your, uh, out of your, running backs. I mean, you have to make it more of a football game on the ground, have to compete in the trenches a lot better than you did that first time. That's for sure. Turnover ratio. Pittsburgh right now is plus seven, which is fifth in the NFL. The Bengals are plus 11, which is second best in the national football league. Um, you know, it, I, that that's always a, always a big deal. There's no question about that. Uh, you look at the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, they got 23 takeaways, tied for sixth in the league. 12 different players have been involved in those. They've only give, given it away 12 times, tied for fewest in the NFL. 
The Bengals have had uh, 14 takeaways in the second half this year, tied for fifth most in the NFL. So they've done a great job in, in, in that regard. Those are things that are going to have to continue to happen. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers only have 14 giveaways, tied for fifth fewest in the National Football League. So, I mean, turnovers are always a big issue, uh, always a big factor in deciding uh, hotly contested games like this, these division rivalry contests. Red zone, defensively, the Pittsburgh Steelers have not allowed a score in the red zone nine times. No points, nine times, tied for second best in the National Football League. The Bengals' defense is better. The Bengals, they kept uh, the opponent out of the end zone twice last week. Now they're up to 12, 12 times they've not given up a point in the red zone. That leads the National Football League, and it leads it by three, three, uh, three possessions. That's, that's pretty strong. So red zone is going to be a big deal. Pittsburgh's having trouble scoring. Pittsburgh's only gotten in the red zone 30 times, tied for the fewest. They've only scored 14 touchdowns, uh, 31st in the NFL out of 32 teams. So the Bengals' red zone defense has to step up. And offensively, the Bengals have to execute and make sure they put points on the board every single time they get in the red zone and avoid the four-point play. If you can score a touchdown and not settle for field goal on those red zone possessions, that's going to be massive in determining the final outcome for sure. Hidden yards, uh, Pittsburgh won the hidden yards in the first game as well by 50 yards. And that's five first downs the Bengals have to worry about that Pittsburgh didn't have to worry about. Long field, short field, you know, turnovers, um, just uh, punting, special teams in general. The Bengals, three of the four special teams for the Cincinnati Bengals are in the top 10. Uh, their, their punt return teams, number eight in the National Football League, punt coverage number four, and kickoff uh, coverage is number five. Pretty darn good. So go out there and win the hidden yards. Play a clean football game in terms of avoiding mental errors, stupid penalties. Bengals third in the NFL in penalties assessed and fourth in the NFL in penalty yards walked off against them. So they've been very good in that area, not self-destructing with uh, mental errors and turnovers. I mean, really, you look at it, offensive penalties are way, way down there, and uh, turnovers are – are, are pretty darn strong. The Bengals still eight times they've fumbled the football, second fewest in the NFL. They've only lost two of them, fewest in the NFL. 14 football games, two lost fumbles. You can't have better ball security than that. Protection pressure. You have Watt, TJ Watt, 16 quarterback sacks, most in the NFL. Trey Hendrickson right there with him at 15. All right, which guy? Which dominant edge rusher is going to have the biggest impact on the football game? Quarterbacks love time and space. And which pass rush and pass rusher are going to get the quarterback off their spot, make him put get the ball out of his hand too quickly, throw it before he wants to, and which supporting cast is going to be able to make up for the fact that the Bengals are going to have to put extra resources to block what? And the Steelers are going to have to put extra resources uh, on, at the line of scrimmage to block Hendrickson. So which supporting cast is going to step up and, ma- and make plays in terms of rushing the passer as well? Another thing the Bengals are going to have to be dealing with is crowd noise in Pittsburgh. It is loud there. There is no question about it. The terrible towels and everything goes along with it. When the Vikings, if you play the Vikings in their dome, that's a horse of a different color. The Bengals played the Vikings at Paycor, 
the Bengals crowd noise was a factor. Third and short, fourth and short. I can tell you as a former offensive lineman, when your only advantage is eliminated, that being the snap count, you can't hear. So you got to look at the football, just like the defensive lineman and the defensive lineman have a quicker get off. They're better athletes. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, you, you got, you got guys that are coming off the football, the two interior defensive tackles for the Bengals, just man, reestablished in the line of scrimmage backwards. I mean, it's, it, it's a knockback period. And the knockback occurred because of the crowd noise. It eliminated the only advantage the offensive line had. That's the kind of thing the Bengals are going to have to be dealing with in Pittsburgh. So the key there is avoid third and short, fourth and short. Get a lead. Make the fans sit on their hands. These are some keys to the football game. And uh, this football game is a, is a big, big game. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals have to win this football game. It is a must win. They are 0-4 in the division. They lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers and, uh, and fall to 8-7. and But 0-5 in the division, there's not a snowball's chance in hell of, uh, of getting anywhere with tiebreakers when your division record is in that uh, in that order. So big big game. Got to get a big victory on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Get the first division win in Pittsburgh. Give them three straight wins at home. That would be amazing. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation Leadership and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.